Welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Laura. And I'm Jared. And this week we're going to be talking about stuff again. That's what we do. Yay stuff. Uh, specifically, we're going to start with independent stuff. Stuff that we like as comic books and would like to see as TV shows and or movies or really anything other than just comic books. Um, who wants to go first? I vote not it for me. Not it? <laughs> Okay. Go first. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna go first. Surprise. Um, yeah, surprise. I actually, sadly, I should read more independent stuff, so this is kind of a hodgepodge of things. It's randomly whatever someone else has suggested to me. Like one book that's been out for a while, I guess I should have looked up when it came out. It's called The Dreamer by Laura Innes, and I thought that would be something that would be easy to adapt, probably better as a TV show. Um, it's kind of historical fiction, so, but yeah, the main character, it seems like she's a high school student, and like whenever she falls asleep, it could just be a dream, but she thinks that she's actually time traveling back to like the Revolutionary War, and as, I forget if she thinks that she's sort of a, a spy, that she's helping get information back and forth to the correct people to help with the war. Because at one point she's like desperate to fall asleep, she thinks she needs to get back there and help them war wise so. it's the revolutionary war right sorry i don't know what the i American said revolution i think yep. you just said the war yep I'm pretty sure it's the revolutionary war there's red coats there's blue coats so 1776 ish yeah that seems right and it's been a while since i actually read it i pulled it off the shelf and i was like independent i remember this kind of okay good enough so that's the dreamer jared why don't you go with your next one okay uh my first one i really liked uh the book it's called Sarah by TKO Studios and it's about a Nazi occupied Russia in the 1940s and it's about a story of a young sniper and her day-to-day life in western Russia as she's uh you know sniping German soldiers and going about her day and it was really good it was uh, Garth Ennis I believe wrote it uh, that sounds right. So, is but it, it was Sarah, one of the... Is it Sarah, just S-A-R-A? Yes. Yeah, but it was TKO Studios. One thing that's cool with TKO is, um, it's a newer, newer-ish independent publisher, but I know when we first got them in, we were able to get the single issues and the graphic novel all at the same time. They're like, hey, some people like single issues, some people like trade, we'll just print them both, order whatever you like, doesn't really matter, Here, here's whatever format you like. Yeah, and I think Sarah may have been one of their launch titles. At least it was one of the launch ones that we started stocking at our store. Yeah, but I really enjoyed that, and I think it would be good for, like, a Netflix movie. I don't think it'd be very good as a TV series, but it would be fun to watch as a movie. Sarah, it was by Garth Ennis and Stephen Epting from Velvet slash Captain America and other stuff as well. Who's the artist? Yeah, that was a really fun read. I'd like to see that one adapted. Uh, My first one will be Brian K. Vaughn. Actually, it's kind of unfair. Two of my four here are Brian K. Vaughn's. The first one was Pride of Baghdad. I think oh, it would be a really yeah. good movie. Just because you can't really make a whole series out of that. No. But it would be a good rated R movie where a bunch of animals get set free. It would be like the Jungle Book. How they, it would have they have to film it almost like a live action Jungle Book or Lion King or something like that. That would be really good. Based off of true events, because the bombing of Iraq, Saddam Hussein had a privatized zoo, and some of the animals got free. And some soldiers saw, there's reports of them seeing wild lions running through the streets of Baghdad. So Brian came on, like, adapted that and made it his own. 
and really made it a story about is it better to be captive but well taken care of or life being dangerous but at least you're free i really like that one i think it'd be a really cool movie for them to do they could get james earl jones to voice something <laughs> just because just because we'll just have everybody from the lion king and just exactly. like all right here you go just do this rated r exactly flick instead <laughs> uh what's another one for you laura i also grabbed think tank off our bookshelf um it's about a guy who works for the government as kind of a research scientist sort of guy and an idea man and he suddenly realizes you know what i don't like working for the government i don't think that they're doing what i think they should do with the projects i'm giving them they don't have the nation's best interest in heart. And so he thinks that he's trying to escape the government and just do his own thing. And I'm pretty sure, well, I guess, spoilers? Are we allowed to do spoilers in this? Uh, it's been out for a while, so yeah, spoilers are fine. Okay, because I'm pretty sure he thinks he gets away, but then it turns out that he didn't actually get away and they're still using him somehow. You read this, right? Yeah, I read okay. it. I read the first couple volumes at least. I know I didn't read all of it because I just fell behind. But I thought it could could work as a movie or it could even be a series of TV shows. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Pretender, too, which was a TV show I used to watch where the guy was also super genius and he was being abused. And when he gets out, he's like, I'm going to help all these people. So, Yeah, I definitely thinking back on it, I think it would work really well as a TV series with a good drama, like building up who he was, where he came from, all the fun little inventions with it. One thing I really liked on that one, if I remember correctly, that one had a bunch of like actual... They showed like actual science, like, oh, this is what we're talking about, but this is based off of real life, and this is what it's actually inspired by. Like, one was like, I think, a cloaking technology, of, like, oh, well, you have to do this and that, but in a loosely used world, this is how we made it work for the comic book. So it has like real life science to it too, which is pretty cool. We can just do this one real quick. I think with a supernatural ending, a good monster of the week type of show could be adapted from Hack Slash. It's about a teenage girl who's going around killing the monsters and then instead of other the other way around. So I think that one could be kind of fun. Yeah. A quick, like, hey, here's this big baddie. And, yeah. yeah. Then almost. next week it's a different monster. and We can almost do like a Buffy take on it too. Yeah. yeah that's thing. immediately what yep. I thought. I didn't realize Hack and Slash was a girl. Or yep. just Hack Slash. Or sorry. I've never, never read, read that yeah. one. <laughs> can you tell? I've seen it on the shelves, but I've never read it either. Like, um. Read, uh, I didn't start at the beginning, but I've read some, you know, here and there. And it's not bad, you know, but that that could be a fun one, especially since Supernatural's ending and we don't have a high popular Monster of the Week, you know, like X-Files started out with Monster of the Week. Smallville did, too, in a sense, so that could be fun. Uh, one I'll go with, kind of as Supernatural-ish, is Once in Future by, let's see, Kieran Gillen. It is about this 20-something-year-old guy that all-star athlete, whatever, good head on his shoulders, like full career and everything, like super nerdy. All of a sudden, his grandma comes, knocks on the door, and said, hey, uh, your whole life, we've been training you for this. Like, you didn't know that you were trained, but everything was, like, shoving you this way so you can fight demons and monsters and stuff. Turns out she is, like, a Van Helsing sort of character that fights a bunch of monsters and stuff, and she needs to recruit him to help prevent King Arthur from coming back. Because the tale is, whenever he comes back, it'll trigger the end of the world. But other people are saying, well, it's the end of the world because he comes back, or is it coming back because of the end of the world? Which one's cause and effect? So there's a secret cult that's trying to bring him back to bring upon the end of the world. And she's like, no, we need to stop them so it doesn't bring upon the end. And King Arthur was the once king of England and the future king also. I think they're working on their second volume right now, second or third. But I think that would be a pretty good TV series of them. It would be like an HBO rated R sort of thing of like, oh, there's this 
old, this kid that's running around and then this old granny that's cussing and swearing like grizzled war veteran sort of thing just teaming up with a cool buddy cop twist on it Laura, do you have anything else on your list? Um, I'm not sure if it's unique to my list. Were, did you, were you going to go over why the last man? Um, sure. I think all of us okay. were. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I guess it's worth mentioning, why the last man is kind of in that gray area right now. Supposedly, they're still working on making it into a TV series. Oh, yeah. Um, about so that. it's one of those like, well, I'll believe it when I see it because they've been talking, quote, talking about it for, for years. The last five or six years now. Yeah. yeah. And last I'd heard, they were, it was going to be on FX. They cast some people, but someone quit because of creative differences or something. I don't know. But Why Last Man was written by Brian K. Vaughn also. It's really cool. In the world where the male species of everything dies, except for this man and his monkey. Uh, Yorick is his name, which is why it just goes by Y, because people can't pronounce it. And Ampersand is the name of his monkey, which is just a really cool pet name. Right now, they have five collected volumes of it that completes the whole series, too. It was uh, 60 issues long. Great story. Brian K. Vaughn and... Highly recommended. Very, very recommended. It's uh, my favorite of all time so far. It's <laughs> definitely up there for me. When uh, quarantine hit, that's what I read. And that's worth it right there. It's the, it was the apocalypse. It's the end of the world virus. Yeah, I was and, like, this is perfect timing. <laughs> uh, Jared, what's another one on your list? Uh, another one on my list was, uh, this could be an HBO, probably, uh, was Sex Criminals. It's about a couple that have a shared superpower that when they have sex and finish, finish. <laughs> when they're satisfied. Yes, when they're satisfied, uh, time freezes. So they end up robbing banks, and I don't remember the reason why they're robbing the banks. Weren't they trying to save something? So she worked at a library that was going to go under and was going to close, and he worked at a bank, and they were going to rob his bank and give all the money to her to save her library. That's what it was, yeah. I think it would work better more as a film rather than a series, unless they do a mini-series. It depends, because I know they're still, or they just finished, like, they, the comics just finished. Oh, yeah, and it lasted a long time. Right. They've got a lot of material to work with. But I think, yeah, a movie, a- adapting you, can, it? you can pretty much summarize it in a movie and possibly make a movie trilogy out of it. Possibly. If you wanted yeah, to, but, but I, I think I don't, it would be best as one Yeah, movie. or a mini-series yeah. on HBO or something. Um, as long as they don't go too adult with it and they keep some of the almost humor. If you and... can keep the humor without making it pornographic. Yes. That's the tricky part. Yeah. I think it would be really good. Um, another one I think would work similar to that on HBO probably, it would have, almost have to be, because they have the budget also, would be Saga by yeah. Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Another Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. That's the thing for today is Brian K. Vaughn. And he's amazing. That's why he's on our list constantly. Is he your hero this week? Uh, Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I, I haven't fully decided that one yet, but maybe. But going back to Saga, we always say it's like Romeo and Juliet meets Star Wars. More or less, it's a sci-fi fantasy where two warring races are cause an intergalactic war with a whole bunch of everybody getting tied in. Follows this main family that one race bred with the other. She was The mom was the guard that kept the dad in prison. They fell in love became pacifist they had a baby which supposedly was impossible for the two breeds to ever crossbreed and it's written like from the daughter's perspective like growing up and everything it's phenomenal the last couple volumes is some pretty heartbreaking stuff but it would definitely work as a great sci-fi movie or series i think it would be hard to contain all of it in a movie yeah i would like to see it in a series almost like it maybe a maxi series like a Ten episodes like Band of Brothers was, an hour-long episode or right. something like that. I think that would work really well. So, yeah, Saga would definitely be 
to do it justice would be a huge budget to do just because all the different races, the different planets. Get a guy with a TV head. Yeah. Well, I mean, that you can <laughs> CGI, but like, I don't know. There's, <laughs> it could be done really well, but it'll be expensive. Is the only thing. Any other contenders for the we want it to be uh, something other than just the comic book? Spider Man, but he's not independent. <laughs> well, they're already making movies and everything for that. I want more. You yeah. didn't say how many. <laughs> you didn't give a threshold. Um, the other one on my list, and it's low on my list, is The Wicked and the Divine. Um, it's about a group of gods or deities that kind of inhabit uh, humans. In the modern for, time. In the modern time for, they can only do it for a time period of two two years. And they basically become pop stars. And they've got uh, one of the main characters, uh, she fangirls out over them and they learn that she might be the 13th god instead of there's normally 12 every cycle so it was pretty interesting it's a good story it was fun uh that would kind of be kind of neat to see as a a movie on netflix or something like that i think that could be done i don't think it'd go well as a series but it could i could be dead wrong on that and has that series ended yet or is it still ongoing i don't know i think it's done i think so too but, but I'm not i don't positive. know i it's been a while since i've seen it in the store i know that much yeah yeah um, it's either done or no one's ordering it right <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's done or effectively done i think it's actually done though yeah it was very I thought different about reading it and i'm always a little more likely to read something once it's complete like why the last man i yeah. i read it because i was like oh, okay i can get to the end yeah uh one last thing for my list of what i want to be movie or tv show is killer be killed by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. We did this in our book club last year. Yeah. And I think it would be a really cool TV show. It is about a guy that is depressed. He loves his roommate's girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, I won't commit suicide. So he goes up to the roof, jumps off. But midway down, a demon or devil or some sort of supernatural being stops him. He's like, hey, no, you're not, you're not going to die this way. I'll save your life and everything will work out eventually, but... We have to make a deal where you have to kill one person every month. Good, bad, and different. Don't, I don't care. And it ends up making the deal where he's like, wakes up like, well, is that real or not? He woke up perfectly healthy, fine, like in the snowbank between the buildings. And once he get getting closer and closer to that 30 days, he started getting sicker and sicker. And he's like, oh, is this psychosomatic? Is it real? I don't know what's going on. So he ends up tracking down someone and killing them for the first time and he ends up becoming a mass vigilante with his secret costume is a red ski mask. That's it. And whatever clothes he's wearing. But he hunts down, like, I think the first kill was his old teacher, I want to say. I think that was, like, the older brother of a friend of his that okay. he thought had, that had molested, molested his friend. someone. That's what it was. it was. Yeah, and it yeah. was someone, I couldn't remember if it was a teacher or someone else, but someone... That, like, everyone knew that he molested this other kid, and he tracked him down and killed him. And then once he killed him, hey, I'm fine again. So he starts, learns how to become a better and better vigilante. The book itself was only four se- four volumes long, but they could definitely drag that out into a TV series where they could show more of him becoming a better and better killer and other people catching on to him being a killer. And For me, that's another one that was like, this could be pretty good. Yeah. It could feel that supernatural itch also yeah it uh kind of reminds me of dexter oh oh dexter. yeah a little yeah. bit like dexter he's not the demon and stuff like that he but was, he's kind of crazy but he was he killing the bad, guys. the bad guys yeah under the 
you know, yeah. as he's a cop. I didn't think about so that. that. Yeah, that's a that'd great. That'd be kind of a good, yeah, good filler for a that. a good spin off that sort of thing. Yeah. So what are some independent stuff that you, the listener, wants to make into a movie or TV show? Let us know. Either email or whatever. We'll have the email in the description. Whatever. But moving on from that, we'll go to our favorite independent stuff that has been made into a movie or TV series. Uh, Jared, what do you have first? Uh, the first one that comes to mind for me is um, uh, The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Season I, 2 just came out this yes. past summer. I was not a fan of the comic. Um, and that was written by Gerard Way. Yes, from My Chemical Romance. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't a fan of the comic, but the show had me hooked after the first issue or first episode. The show was really good. And going back to read the comic afterwards, I have a new appreciation for the comic itself now. Yeah, I need to read it. I know I looked at it first, but I was like, oh, I'll try reading it before I watch it. But the art style just did not. That's what turned me off right away. And I didn't care about the characters. I didn't care about the story, anything. But the show nailed it. They did such a good job. Laura, what is one of your favorite? independence things i actually just realized i don't know for sure if this was independent do you know sabrina the teenage witch who prints that um is it independent we'll consider it it's not your main superhero so is okay that, <laughs> it's not boom is it i'm not sure i'll look it up but yeah who has google <laughs> yeah i kind of i didn't think of this right away as i was googling other independent things it popped up and really what made me laugh was i didn't realize the movie there was a movie number one it came out in 1996 and it has ryan reynolds in it like what i actually watched was the tv series i don't know if a lot of people remember that it was on like friday nights and my mom and i would always watch it every week and then i found out later it was a comic book too and i was like oh although i think the comic wasn't anything like the tv show but i'm not sure so the comic book that the classic tv show was based off of was archie comics was that the classic tv show yeah or... that's what i'm saying that's the 90s with um what's her name melissa joan hart yes okay now I, I believe that was supposed to be based off of the archie comics sabrina okay then i did do my homework assignment kind of correctly or the archie sabrina archie comics made out from that i don't know which one came first but yes that's definitely similar and the new sabrina TV series was also comic books, which is looks like by Archie Comics as well. So it's a dark Archie publication. So like the new horror Sabrina is Archie as well, which is not what I would expect when I think of Archie. Yeah, wasn't there an Archie Zombies spinoff thing too? And they did, yes, and they did. I think that was Jughead the Hunger, where he's like a werewolf. I think or werewolf or zombie. I'm not sure. The the last ten years of Archie, they've really spun out some weird stuff. Either Archie or Jughead the Hunger like mixed in with Predator, and they they really went some wild stuff the last few years. Like, all right, people aren't paying attention to us. Here's some weird stuff. Okay, cool. Going on from there, Riverdale, the show. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's definitely more modern. Yeah, time set of Archie. Like even they have, they have the Riverdale comics also that are very teenage drama slash angst. I guess like it seems very like oh. This is a CW sort of Oh, yeah, it's a CW show all through and through. (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea until I heard later that Riverdale was based on the Archie stuff. And I was like, what? Oh, so it is? Uh, For me, I have to mention, I can't not mention, just to start off, stuff, famous comics that are TV, The Walking Dead. Yep, The Walking Dead. Um, Robert Kirkman. They just announced that next season, season 11, will be the final season of The Walking Dead. Now, they say, oh, it's the final, it's the end. But they still have two other shows that are going to keep going on. So, like, does it really matter that that's ending? Are they doing movies 
Also with uh, Rick Grimes. Last I'd heard, they planned on doing three movies with him. That's what I thought. Because he never died in the show. They just flew him off, and that's theoretically what the movie's going to be. But yeah, Walking Dead, huge. Like The graphic novels is our bestseller of all time because of the show. I mean, it was selling okay before, but because of the show. For a long time, Watchmen was our bestseller. But then once the TV show took off, there was no contest. No. And I'll admit, I was not a fan of the show at the beginning. I thought it was very, very slow-paced, and I was expecting more relatable to the comic. The first season was, minus the last episode of the first season, because there was only six it episodes was of the first close season. The first, to the comic, first five the, were identical. The pace of the show... It doesn't translate. Like the, the first episode, they wrapped up in three pages of comics what they took... 40 minutes to do yeah you know and i just felt the pace was so slow i'm like okay let's get into it let's let's get into the story you know and but you know you get past that and the show was excellent uh the new characters with daryl unbeatable adding daryl definitely way surpassed they 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 needed that character looking at now like they couldn't have done it they wouldn't have done as well without him right uh what's another one on your list jared one i didn't realize was a comic book and this may embarrass me but men in black I did not realize was a comic book first. Yeah? Yeah. Ditto. Yeah, I, I, I forgot all about the comic book. So, yeah, that's definitely... So, I may have known that at one point and just completely put it out of my mind, but, uh, yeah. I know I I've never surprised. read it. Yeah, same here. It's from the 90s, and the movies came out... Early 2000s, Early 2000s, yeah. I want to say, like, 2002. No, no, the first one came out in 1997. Okay. That's right. I remember the Twin Towers still being there when Will Smith was, like, making that decision of whether he was going to join or not. Yeah, so that was that one was a surprise to me. Laura, do you have any other ones that come to mind? Sure. Um, the movie Cowboys and Aliens. I Ooh, yeah. forgot all about that one too. Yeah, I liked that show, and I didn't realize it was a comic. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Maybe I would read that comic book as well. Because so. that was Harrison Ford, yep. and oh yeah, it was. It wasn't Liam Neeson, was it? No, it was the Bond guy. Yeah, uh, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah, Daniel that I couldn't one. think of his name. Yep. I was like, oh, it's not that, not that old white guy, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about Harrison Ford. I'm a terrible person, but I remembered yeah, Daniel Craig. Because Daniel Craig was the one that got abducted by the aliens, and Harrison Ford was the sheriff, like the grizzled, like, oh, I don't trust you, well. Yep, that movie made me check out the comic yep. book, and the comic was really good. One other one that I have to mention that's a newer one is The Old Guard on Netflix, a Netflix original movie by Greg Rucka. They think they did two volumes of that. And the movie was very good, too. Like, if you like the movie, you should definitely read the comics because it's very similar but still slightly different enough. And, like I said, I'm pretty sure there's a second volume, which continues off of what the first movie did. So if you want to see more, then check out that. Yep, the old guard was excellent. I was very surprised at how good that was. Uh, what's next on anyone else's list? Do we have anything else on anyone else's list? Oh, I'm sure there's more on lists. Um, uh, in, Kingsman? Double check, Old Guard did have two volumes. I, I just confirmed that. So, yay. Uh, Kingsman. Yep, that was a uh, a comic book first. It was it had a different name technically. It used to be called the Secret Service, I guess. That sounds about right. Yeah, and then they spun it a little bit because I guess in the comic book it was supposed to be M sixteen from Britain that they were actually part of that super spy group. Okay, or M sixteen or MI six. Oh, sorry, MI six. I I wasn't sure <laughs> from the internet if it was a one or an I. That's fair. <laughs> I think it's MI though. Okay, but yeah, I guess in the the movie, they're just a super spy organization based on the Knights of the Round Table, but in the comic, it's slightly different, but they're still spy guys running around doing a bunch of crazy stuff, like James Bond stuff. 
was Underworld ever a comic? Because I know that was a series that when they put out the prequel, I kind of liked it because they could draw off what they'd already said and they referred to a lot of things, like in a future past kind of thing. So that was a nice prequel. I mean, I see a one shot that they did do, but I'm not seeing an actual series near as I can tell. Maybe that's one I should have said. A movie they should make into a comic. They can go both ways, right? Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, Jared, you look like you were looking up a list. Anything else? Um, um, wanted. Oh, with... Um... Angelina Jolie and... Uh, oh, I just lost his name. He played Professor X in the latest... Uh, I don't think I James ever knew James McAvoy. McAvoy. I was just say, I didn't think I had that right. James McAvoy. McAvoy, McAvoy. McAvoy sounds closer to me, but I have no idea. You can edit this section out and just say we we had it right the first time. McAvoy. James McAvoy. (laughs) Yep. He's going to be the... James McAvoy. That's where the cut is. Yep. James McAvoy. And this part gets cut out, too. With Angela Jolie and James (laughs) McAvoy. Yes. Uh, I never read the comic before I watched the movie, and I enjoyed the movie. It was pretty good. I mean, their bullet curving stuff was a little far-fetched when all you had to do was throw your arm and move your gun a certain way. And It did make a very curve. good video game, though. I did play the video game based off of the movie, and it was pretty good because it was a fun little aspect of like, oh, I'll just hide behind cover and just whoop. So, yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, also, so the billing cast for this, James McAvoy, Morgan Freeman, oh, I and then Angelina Jolie. So, yeah, Wanted. Came out in 2008. Uh, one of the ones that I have on my list that I want to talk about is the Umbrella Academy. No, you already did that. Never mind. Yeah, my we... list is done. Other than one I thought of just recently, Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah. Hellboy, like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, they did three movies, two that were the same universe, and then they did the reboot. But yeah, that was comic book before. Reboot wasn't horrible. I watched it on an airplane trip, and uh, I was tired, so I don't really remember much of it. So I need to actually sit, it that, wasn't sit down bad. and actually watch it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I liked the first two better with Ron Perlman, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. If you go into it with having no expectations, I, I if you expect nothing, you don't get disappointed. Exactly. I just thought of one. Uh, Macaulay Culkin did Richie Rich. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, that was the thing I that do happened. Remember that? Yeah. Now. Our for some God, reason our school. In my head. Yeah, we went on like a field trip or something for some reason. I feel like if you got all A's or something, it was a a reward, and we got to go to the Ritz Theater in Tiffin and. Watch that. That was 1994 is when that came out. Oh, wow. Um, Weird Science. There was a 1985 TV show called Weird Science based on the comics from the 50s. Definitely didn't know that. A little bit before all of our time on that one. Yeah, a little bit. It was born that year, so. (laughs) Yeah, one that I didn't realize, Ghost World is a movie and it was a comic at some point. Ryan Reynolds, was it Ryan Reynolds did R.I.P.D.? And I hadn't seen that. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I just I haven't know seen it, it or read it. But that is a thing. That yep. is a comic book movie adaptation. Yep. And um, Edge of Tomorrow was also. Oh, that's right. With um. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. That movie yeah. was amazing. I I still haven't seen. It. I've heard great oh, things. Oh, I about love it. the movie. But it was I, really good. I read the book that it was based off of. I forget what it was called. It wasn't called Edge of Tomorrow. I don't think it was called something else. It was like it was called Live Die Repeat. I think is what. That sounds right, yeah, because I didn't know it was a comic book until you were telling me about it one day, yeah. So, yeah, the book was good. I remember reading that. It was a very quick read. Was it? That movie was, ah, that was really good. I'm going to have to rewatch that now. (laughs) Any other big movies or TV shows that we want to go over? Uh, Just uh, another one to mention was um, The Mask, Jim Carrey. That's right. I never did read the comic book, but uh, the movie was what it was. I think when I was a kid, I thought it was funny, but... Now, looking back, I think it was on TV a while back, and I'm just like, okay, we're changing the jam. Some 
parts don't age great with that, but no, not really. I do remember they ended up making an animated TV series out of that too. Yeah, a cartoon. I That's right, that. and that one was okay, but that was at the time when i was a kid so who, how how it compares now who knows yeah i think that's all i've got on my list yeah i just jotted down some that it surprised me a little bit at first that they were comics or movies that got turned into comics like sin city mystery men i knew uh scott pilgrim and tank girl i'd I remember being like fascinated by that movie poster but i never actually watched the movie so i'm not sure if that oh, was I didn't even, even any know good. that was a movie yeah and lock and key i think was also Made into a movie? A uh, TV series on Netflix. Oh, okay. That's right. I remember. Yeah, and that was very good also. I remember watching that. I binged that over a quarantine break of everything. That was pretty good. I think people would be surprised how many of their favorite movies and TV was adapted from a comic book. Well, I mean, right now, if you're looking for, I mean, if you think about the Hollywood process of, okay, we want to make a TV show or a movie that's going to be a hit, whatever, what's the cheapest, quickest, easiest way we can do that? Go to something that's already been made. And that's yeah. in comic books or regular books or anything like that. Like, you think of some of the best-selling movies of all time are based on books. I mean, look at the James Bond franchise based off of books. So, like, it makes sense. It's easy adaptation. Like, all right, we don't have to put as much work into it. We just have to adapt it, and we're good. Uh, another uh, one based off of books was uh, Jack Ryan. Uh, they've had multiple iterations over the past few decades with Harrison Ford playing him at one time, Tom Cruise playing him at another. Uh, the latest incarnation is John Krasinski playing him on uh, Amazon Prime. As a TV series. Yep, as a TV series, a, and which is good. Was, yeah, all the other ones were movies, short-term. I, think. I remember Tom Cruise doing like two of them yeah, for sure. Yeah, Tom Cruise did two. Harrison Ford only did one. I think there may have been another actor or two that played him. Kind of like a James Bond, he, you know, different actors are playing him. But, uh, yeah, those were really good. I remember seeing trailers for Tom Cruise, like, oh, it's the return of Jack Ryan. I was like, wait, when did when did he leave? Who is this guy? Like, yeah. I, so the other ones, were, me, were so far under the radar, I didn't even know that he existed until Tom Cruise attached his name to it. And like, oh, we're actually going to care about this franchise now. Yeah, Harrison Ford did it in the 90s, maybe late 80s. I'm not sure when that one came out. That one wasn't bad either. Yeah, it's Harrison Ford. He can make anything good. Right. Yeah. Except for the fifth Indian or fourth Indiana Jones film. Yeah, we don't talk about that yeah. one. Yeah. He tried his damnedest though. Didn't he break his ankle or something doing it? Like he was trying. <laughs> Could be. He got nuked in a fridge. <laughs> I don't know. And part of me just wants to edit this part out. The fridge didn't just, save oh, him. On. He's Harrison <laughs> Ford. Part of me wants to edit it out just because the whole crystal skull and the swing with the monkeys. Come on, guys. He fired a rocket launcher. Yeah, but (laughs) Indiana Jones doesn't fight aliens. That's not what he does. No, they should have kept the religion aspect to everything, you know. Okay, we can add that. I feel like we need to add, we need to end on something that's not as dismal as that Indiana Jones. Sean Connery and Indiana Jones tied back to back in the last crusade when they're both saying, Dad, what? Dad, what? They're going back and forth. Better yet, to tie it up to wrap up the comic books or movies that were comic books. <laughs> uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Hello, oh, yeah. yeah. That I was a comic book series. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. I believe that was his final acting Could performance. Be. I think that was his final one before he retired. And I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it was. I thought it was really, really good. I know the diehards of the comic book fans weren't exactly. They, they hated, hated it. it. But, but the movie as itself, I really enjoyed it. So yeah. we'll end that on the high note of there Sean Connery and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I need to watch that one. I've wanted to watch that for years. I keep forgetting it's it. It's a good exists. one. It's really good. Add it to the list of movies we need to watch. 
All right, so <laughs> now that we went on that little tangent, over a half hour tangent on comic books, movies, and such, we'll go over this week's books. Um, this week looks like we're going to skip our spoiler edition of stuff, so if you're a fan of those, I'm sorry, but there just wasn't a whole lot that came out this week. It was a very light week on comic books, so we're just going to go, what are our favorite comic books of this week of September the 9th, 2020? Okay, I'll go first. I had a surprise uh, final pick for myself. It was Cyberpunk uh, 2077 Trauma Team. Uh, it was about this privately owned medical group that uh, they call themselves the Trauma Team International. And uh, they basically go help clients of theirs. Not necessarily just anybody, but true clients of them. And uh, they'll go into the really bad parts and they're basically you know shooting their way to get to their victim and this girl's team gets there and no spoilers stuff happens <laughs> crazy stuff happens yes and then Drama. they end it on a cliffhanger that really i really want to see what happens next so that was very surprise pick to me because i've never played the video games i haven't really read many of the other cyberpunk comics or anything so they've got a couple other mini series, don't they? I think so. I know I haven't read any of it. It's not yeah, it's a just, world that I yeah. follow. But it was uh, one that I saw on the shelf. I'm like, oh, there's not much else here. I'm going to check this out. And I was really surprised. You don't need to know anything about the cyberpunk world, anything. It's very standalone, but it was really good. The story was excellent. It was very well written. It had the drama. It had everything you want in a good sci-fi futuristic story. Yeah, I had no idea it was in... Any sort of world or based on games or I'm anything like that. I'm assuming it's, so. you know, with the same title, twenty-seven, yeah, Cyberpunk 2077, I'm assuming it's in the gaming universe. Yeah, going back, there's a whole bunch of Cyberpunk stuff that I can see that are trades that I don't know when they're originally published, but I definitely see resources like World of Cyberpunk and stuff like that. Yeah, and so. If the other ones are as good as this, I... This one makes me want to go back and try some of the other ones as well. Or at least play the games. Yeah, at least play the games. And I guess this comic did its job for me then. Yep. But it was very good. I would I would really recommend this one. Yeah, I like that one this week too. Laura, what was your favorite book of the week? Oh, my favorite. Or something else that stood out to you? I feel like I should mention Spider-Man because I haven't gotten a chance to talk about him in a long time. If it wasn't going to be your pick, it was definitely going to be an honorable mention for me. Same yeah. here. Yeah, I think everybody's going to talk about it a little bit. So that's Amazing uh, Spider-Man issue number... 48. Sins Rising Part 4. He's gotten to a point where he realizes he needs help to get through what's going on. Because I guess the Sin Eater has sort of rallied a lot of people behind him. So there's a whole bunch of just civilians who think that they're behind him and helping him and doing all this stuff. And a lot of people that the Sin Eater has cleansed are rallying behind him too. Because they're like, oh, we're... We're finally, we feel like better people. He's removed our sins and we're, we're happy now. So we're going to do whatever he wants us to do because he brought us to this point. And Spider-Man's like, I need help. So he calls in, you know, the other Spider-Man, Miles Morales and the Spider-Women and a whole bunch of different characters. And the next goal Sinier has is to cleanse Osborne. And Spider-Man just knows there's something up with this cleansing process. I don't think I can let Osborne go through this because I feel like it's part of a bigger plan and it's going to be bad in the long run. But everyone else is kind of like, 
no, we're going to get Osborne cleansed so he stops being a jerk to everybody. Like, this needs to happen. So there's a rift among the spider people over that. So Now we'll say this was a good jumping on point because this was almost, you. it was so well written that I didn't need to go back four and five issues to see what's going on now. I, like, you I knew what, no, I have not been reading it and I could follow the story like, it was easy to read. It was fun to read. It was a good story. They had good interactions with all the characters. It was fun. I really like the everyone else being cautious. Like, there's going to be a cost to this. We don't, or that's what Peter's thinking. Like, there's a cost to this. Of you know, if he's getting cleaned, some what's the, when's the other shoe going to drop? What's going mm-hmm. on with this? Yeah. And like, I agree with him. Like, yes, he's bad, but we don't know the full test of this. Like, we're res- we're rushing for the result, but we're not going to see what the Side effects are. Right. He's basically has has the dilemma of the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Exactly. So you'd rather deal with the one you do know. I mean, to me, it kind of is pop culture right now, too. Of like, hey, should we rush a vaccine sort of of sorts when we don't know what the side effects are? Or should we like, no, we should actually study, see what's going on before we just rush to see what happens. Yeah. How many episodes of Stargate and Star Trek have we watched where they blow up a whole civilization because they rushed through their... They want the results now, dang it. Um, my pick of the week this week, kind of surprising, kind of not, was Nightwing number 74. It's another Joker War book, but this one was really good. Like, it was the payoff that I would say Nightwing fans have been waiting for for the last three years, two years? Something like that. At least two years. Yep. Of Dick Grayson getting shot in the head, losing memory, going from there, and slight spoiler, but kind of not, of like, well, don't you don't have to worry about that anymore after this issue. I'll just leave it at that. Like, you don't need to worry about who he is anymore. Not a spoiler, because if you've been reading Red Hood and the previous Nightwing issues... You knew where it was going. You knew where it was going, but uh, one little tidbit I really enjoyed was Dick Grayson and Jason Todd kind of have a little bit of a a scuffle. That was fun. Yeah, it was just really good. And they did showed why Nightwing's the best. (laughs) So... No spoilers. That's not part of it, but Nightwing, he's, well, I'm, I'm biased with Nightwing. He's always been my favorite. Of the sidekicks. Of the we'll sidekicks. We'll he's always been... Of, uh, of the bat sidekicks. Yeah. Um, but yeah oh, like, he could take down Superman any day. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like anything Joker War, if you haven't been reading it, you're either a fool or you're waiting for the trade at this point because yeah. you need to read Joker War stuff. I cannot express enough how good this whole storyline has been. I've been collecting it in single issues as it goes along, and I will probably pick up the trade when it comes out so I can have it in one collected edition to read anytime. They might have to do two trades, one of the core and then one of all the side stories and everything. yeah. And then eventually do a complete omnibus of everything, which will cost like 100 bucks. Money, money, money. But but that omnibus will be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the one I want. This (laughs) is definitely one of the first crossovers in a long time they say no you want to read the core and the tie-ins everything because all of it is that darn good yeah and you don't need the tie-ins to really enjoy the core it is so good by itself it's just it really does its job with the side issues adding to the story i would say if you're reading the core story it's a joker battle Versus if you read all the tie-ins, you really get the aspect of the full war yeah. of the Joker, of how he's infected the entire city and how it affects everybody. Oh, yeah. It's the full Joker war experience when you read all of it. Yeah, Batgirl, Batwoman, Red Hood, Tim Drake's Red Robin, all of them are really affected by this, and it's really good. So, yeah, Joker war is my pick of the week. <laughs> 
It just happens to be Nightwing this time. Uh, any other honorable mentions for our top books for this week? A uh, new one that came out was Ultraman number one. The Rise of Ultraman. The Rise of Ultraman. That one was pretty good with giants and... Yeah, it was a bit oversized. And Kaiju. Yeah. Yeah. In the Marvel Universe. Kaiju in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, it was uh, surprising, but uh, it's definitely worth uh, checking out. I thought about making that my pick of the week, but I was like, ah, oh, Spider-Man's really good for once, so I really thought I had to go to the Lord. Uh, another honorable mention I'm going to do is Web of Venom, Wraith number one. Written by Donny Cates. If you like any of his other stuff he's done, the Cosmic Ghost Rider, and I think he's doing the current Thor run too. It is very Donny Catesian, where it's kind of weird, but self-contained. This is a one-shot. You don't have to worry about everything else. But it does kind of tie into the whole Venom story that's been going on right now. Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, the Wraith guy basically goes to talk to Eddie Brock specifically. Yeah. And warn him about information about null the symbiote god cut it in line again another honorable mention for me is marauders number 12 marauders the entire run i've enjoyed jerry dugan i say this every time but i normally don't like his stuff but what he's been doing in marauders has just been really good stuff kitty pride kate pride Catherine pride whatever name you want to go by red queen R- red queen she is back she's been reborn through the mutant abilities and she is definitely plotting her revenge of her murder. And, yeah, it's definitely one of the first things she does when she escapes from the party is go get new tattoos on her knuckles. Because that's what she did. She had new tattoos before. Like, all right, now they're even different ones now. But it's like her mission objective is now. Okay. That explains. I was confused when Storm was, like, asking her about her tats. Yeah. And I didn't, re- because they showed them later. And I was like, but. Did she time travel? Because I know Kitty can do that, too. So I was like, when did any of this happen? And what yeah, are they talking that about? That was when she died. She lost all her tattoos. They reborn her a pure new body again. So she had to get new oh, tattoos. Okay. And, I, I mean, I guess it's not really spoilers because it's on the cover. It says kill Shaw. Sebastian Shaw was the one that killed her. So she is going to get revenge on him. Any other honorable mentions for this week? We had the two uh, Marvel event aftermath books oh that's right yes the fantastic four one and then the actual wedding yep uh the legit wedding of hulkling and wiccan yep from the formerly of the young avengers they got married officially now other than they're just vegas marriage they have official kree scroll supported weddings not just the measly earth wedding and pretty much every superhero ever in the marvel comics was like all right we're all invited and it was really good it was cool to see them all together celebrating, but then, of course, there's always drama, because that's what you need at a wedding, yeah. apparently. It's a comic book. If there wasn't drama... It's a wedding. You know. There needs to be some sort of drama yeah. at a wedding. Ours was her car got... Laura's car got stolen. That was fun. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, but it, there's... It was, was by my mom. It was kind oh, of okay. okay. It was... Yeah. <laughs> Dad saved the day. <laughs> but, uh, so there's drama of, like, the former persecutors of the Skull, Skrull and Kree, and then one thing I really enjoyed was the FF uh, one-shot. That was the aftermath. The core book uh, I was kind of meh on, but the ending, holy crap. It goes, I'll just say this, it goes back to the original Sin made summer event crossover from like three or four years ago, and I am super excited to see what they do with that. No spoilers, but holy crap. Yeah, that's good. Um, the other podcast I listened to, they were just talking today in the episode I listened to 
that they wondered when original sin was going to have any consequence. They're like, this happened so long ago, and is Nick Fury just like dying up there, so bored watching everybody, but not doing anything and not caring? And they, uh, without giving spoilers, I will say, uh, there is a Nick Fury presence, and I'm just gonna end it at that, not give away because you need to check it out or Google it yourself because. I said the main story itself I was kind of eh, indifferent on for the FF issue, but that whole overarching arc that started that issue and ended that issue, wonderful. So with that, we will go with our final segment. We're skipping over the spoiler edition of stuff because we just didn't do it this week in time. So we're going to go with our Heroes of the Week. Yeah, that's all yeah, I have. You need a drum roll. I, I, How I, is that not a button? I need to get a friend of mine to make sound keys and stuff for me. I'll yell at him and get him to do stuff. So, anyway, let's go with our heroes of the week. Uh, who wants to step up first? I vote not it again. Well, I did joke last week that I was going to say this week it was my dad. And I think that I might as well. Like, I guess it's not necessarily for the week, but for the lifetime. Because that, that was a funny story when he... What happened was my mom did not understand that I had a bunch of stuff in my car at our wedding. It, my car became my purse because I only had one pocket, so I could only keep so much stuff on me when we were getting married. And I had a bunch of, like, props for pictures we wanted to take in my car that my mom decided to take to the reception. And so I remember, like, I thought it was kind of funny, but apparently because I was really stressed anyway, everyone's like, she's freaking out. And I went to the top of my grandma's hill and everyone's like it's not there you're not gonna see it i was like i have to see that it's not there for myself because i told her not to take the car and we ended up using that to pose for one of the pictures anyway while you're on top like well since she's on top of the hill yeah since i'm up here yeah and so i I got up there and i like i threw a fake tantrum which maybe people thought was a real tantrum too and that's why they thought i was so mad but i was i was just having fun you even (laughs) said like i'm gonna throw a fake tantrum if you didn't take pictures of this just because like you said that before you even threw a fake tantrum yeah so i pretended to like throw down my uh bouquet and like i was stomping my feet i was just acting like i was so mad but i I just thought it was hilarious because i (laughs) that's kind of what mom does. Ironically, I just told her that I'm in this podcast, so she's probably going to listen to this episode first and be like... <laughs> but your dad is the hero this week. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mom, last week you were my hero. Last week. Go back to that one. <laughs> I will, be, I will share week, that first. Your dad, because he saved your car and brought it back. Yep. <laughs> I heard it was fun to, to watch them in the parking lot that day, too. Like, the bridesmaids reported back how that went. <laughs> and your nephew said that there were some words that were exchanged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that was funny, too, because um, as we're taking other pictures while we're waiting for the car to come back to use the other props I had, um, at one point we were standing kind of near each other, but Dad drove in between us, and it kind of took that as, like, I'm always going to be, like, here. Like, don't think that you two are it and done and, like, it's just you now. I'm still going to come between you if I ever have to. <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt like that was a protective thing. And he just does what he wants, so he just drove right in between the two of us. For me, my hero of the week, I'll give Jared a little more time to buy it to think of something. Um, mine will be Sean Connery, since we are talking about <laughs> Leaving Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, I just did a quick IMDb search, and it looks like his last like on-screen acting role that was not just as himself was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen circa 2003 when that wow. came out. So. Sean Connery is my hero of the week because why not? And 
great movies such as The Rock, um, all the James Bonds, a bunch of other things I can't think of right now because I'm on the spot. Even though I have the IMDb <laughs> up, I'm scrolling like, no, these what are the things I look that look familiar? But Henry Jones, uh, yeah, all the Indiana Jones and voice acting of everything of the roles that he already was. So yeah, Sean Connery is my he was a dragon too. He was a dragon. What was that in... movie? Oh, Dragon Heart. Dragon Heart. Because we you. watched that also over this mm-hmm. COVID break. We got caught it. Got it in that. I have to rewatch that one. I haven't seen that one in a long time. It's okay. I don't know how well it holds up overall, but it's okay. I'm going to cheat and just say Brian K. Vaughn. I mean, ah, that's fair. We did talk about that earlier. Yeah, we talked about that one earlier. I'm like, hey, that's a good one. I mean, let's see. He we... wrote so many good stories. He's just fantastic. The Why the Last Man was one, you know, in my opinion, the best comic ever written. He's done Saga, which is just phenomenal. It's just so many different books out there that he's done. That if his name's on it, I'll read it. Yeah, yeah I mean, even I feel that way. He, I mean, he's done other stuff that we didn't mention, like Paper Girls, and there was one with Aliens that came out. It was digital first that he did print. Also, that was like sideways, like half was in Spanish without subtitles. And yep. that was in English. Oh. I forget what it was called. Yeah, he did. Borders? Borders, that's Borders. right. Yeah. That's, okay. right. that's right. Yeah. yeah, he did that one too. That was pretty good. So Yeah, I was disappointed I never finished that one. I read like the first two or three issues. I never got back to it. It was maybe like, oh, I need to bring out Google Translate. Or, you know, I actually learned Spanish. But Google Translate's easier and faster. So yeah, Brian K. Vaughn. So recap, Brian K. Vaughn, Sean Connery, and your mom. Dad. No, dad, dad this that's week. That's right. Mom, mom was last week. week. Remember, Mom, I, I got you once last week. Don't be upset. You just have to I listen to last that. week's episode also. <laughs> That's right. So with that, we will say thank you for listening. Thanks, um, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for sharing on your social medias of our podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah, hanging out with us, I guess. Uh, Al did listen to the last episode. He messaged me after he listened to it. Oh, did he? So, <laughs> um, Thanks, Al. Thanks, Al, for listening. I'm glad I could peer pressure you into getting caught up on the podcast. Uh, yeah, so share, tweet. Whatever, if you have email, if you want to email us topics, we're always looking for topics for the beginning of the episode. We'll figure out what we're going to do next. Who knows? So yeah, let us know, and we'll go from there. But until then, keep reading. Yep. That'll be my sign off for now. And watching the adaptations. And keep yes, keep reading. Sub dot 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 and watching the adaptations. And buying the Funko Pops. And just buying it all from us. Yeah. Stopping <laughs> at Alter Ego, we'll hook you up. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll see you all next time. got a mustache hair that is like pointed up and tickling my nose the entire time oh no can relate can relate god that's annoying